good realtor will spend three hours a day calling. This is not your typical boring real estate show. This is real estate marketing redefined, uncensored, and unedited in what's working today in the market minus the fluff. This is Real Estate Marketing Dude, because just having a license isn't enough. Now, please welcome your host, the unprofessional professional, Mike Cuevas. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude podcast. What's up, folks? Welcome to 2020. We're in the ground running. And uh, today's show isn't going to necessarily be about marketing. Who I want to speak to directly is all of you procrastinators out there, all of you people that are just sitting on the treadmill thinking and talking about, hey, I'm going to get healthier. Hey, I'm going to do this. But the truth is that you ain't going to do shit. You're going to sit on your ass and not do a damn thing. The question is, is why is that? Why do so many of us have these goals and aspirations, but then we suddenly like just stop following them? It happens all of the time. So this is a really exciting show because... The gentleman I'm going to bring on in a second here is uh, someone I knew, like, God, it was probably like 10 years ago. Yeah. I remember me and this dude were like lobbying in uh, Washington, D.C. for uh, short sale change and, and, and all this stuff. And this guy is like, this guy brings a world of experience in the real estate investing uh, and or whatnot. But he's also, I remember at that time, we were sitting at a bar in Washington, D.C. And I remember some of the advice he was giving me that night. In particular, about my brother, um, some concerns I had. I don't know if you remember that, Pat, but I, I still I recall it. And what he did was he actually like changed my mindset that night on the way I look at our relationship we had. And it was crazy. It was cool. So he wants to come on today, and we're going to talk about something that's very necessary for 2020. And a lot of it is not so much, he'll say a different way. It's not so much mindset as much as like your inner, I don't know, whatever. But without further ado, let's go ahead and introduce Mr. Patrick Precourt. What's up, dude? Man, uh, pumped to be here as, as always, you know. Uh, yeah, it's been a while because I think, you know, it was some time ago you and I crossed paths again. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I got to come on your podcast. I got so many cool things to share. You know, a, a piece of my past 10 years has been big in the education and coaching space, a lot in the real estate uh, investment and, and realtor space, you know. And a lot of what I do now is a function of what I did in, in that education in, in that I learned firsthand that it was less about when we look at getting results, if results were the way we measure success, right? And I know there's other measures, but just say results, right? And if, if results is what we're interested in, we often get hung up on having to know more, having to be more, having to study longer and go to, you know, read more books and go to more seminars. When in fact, more times than not, we know enough, it's not a lack of knowledge. It's a lack of execution of the knowledge. And it got me into the space that I are working out. Why do people, it's a question I want to answer. Why do people that they know what they want, they know how to do it. They know it's good for them, right? They still can't get to getting it done. So another, another part of my world, I, I own a, a lifestyle fitness center. I, I, I define it as a lifestyle fitness center with the heart and culture of a martial arts. So we have a lot of the, the fighting arts in there, including like MMA cage fighting, right? And people come in there all the time. You know, they're, hey, man, I want to, you know, the typical guy, 50 years old, and uh, hasn't worked out in 20 years and 30 pounds overweight. Pat, I want to lose 30 pounds. I'm like, that's cool. Here's a, here's a good thing about that. You don't need me. You can go online. You can Google that stuff in 10 minutes. You, you have an exact 
perfect workout fit for your body and for your age. And it'll give you a diet and, and recipes. You don't need any more information. Yeah. And that is true for all of us, Mike. That's not, then, that's not what we need. But when we're not getting the results, we have a default position. We must need more information. And that's what I'd love to dive into today, uh, connecting the bridge between what we know how to do and what we actually do and therefore getting what we really want out of life. Right. So, folks, I'm going to speak right at you. Um, for those of you sitting on the treadmill, just chilling right now. All of you said, like Tom Ferry, you guys are all watching Tom Ferry or Gary Vee or one of these guys, and they're all telling you guys the same shit. Like, get on video, get on video. And every single one of you guys will say, I'm getting on video in 2020. I'm going to get on video in 2020. But then for whatever reason, you don't call. You don't text. You don't, <laughs> you don't, you don't send me any love letters. But the question is, and you'll say, well, I don't know how to do it. Folks, we can't make it more s simple. Like, and it's not just about doing video. It's about doing anything. And I see the procrastination. That's crazy because you're right. I'm thinking about it. We don't need more information. We need is a lack of execution. And why is that? So let's get into it. Let's start with that. Here's the thing. You're not going to, you know what? There's people that are sitting listening right now that, that are right. They're going to get on video and they're going to screw it up. And that's required. Here, here's, like, here's my issue with, say, college, right? Or education system in general. A college degree gives you a whole bunch of information, but lack or void of the application, the experience that's required to turn it, convert information into knowledge, it does us virtually no good. It's like you say, Mike, uh, Pat, I want, I want to uh, learn how to be a high-level jiu-jitsu practitioner. And my plan is I'm going to spend 40 hours a week studying the best there is in the world videos, uh, uh, reading about them. I'm, gonna, I'm not only going to study it, I'm going to memorize it. Mm -hmm. Damn it, I'm going to be so good at it, I'll be able to teach someone else. I'm like, all right, bring that in at the end of the year, Mike. Let me put you on the mat with a six-week white belt and watch how they mop you up. Because that information does you no good until it's applied, right? And here's the thing, and this is the, uh, you, you'll hear me yuck on school again because schools failed us at so many levels, right? Here's the thing about the whole F word, right? That gets a bad rap, failure. We were labeled it back in school, man. If we didn't do good in, in, in school, we get an F on a report. We became so adverse to failing. That's deep in our psyche. What if you, for one moment, replace the word failure with discovery, mm. right? And start seeing how that plugs into your ability to grow and expand. All right, Mike, begin to look. What are you going to go discover this week? And it completely changes the ideology around this, 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 this preconceived idea of failure that we have. So anybody sit on there saying, man, I'm not ready for video. What if I don't look right? What if the lights aren't right? What if the audio isn't right? What if I don't know what to say? Perfect. You'll discover faster. But you won't discover anything until you do it. So look true. At it, look at it like a, um, like a simple GPS, right? You ever do this? I've done this a thousand times. I'd use a GPS to get somewhere. Then I'd be at that somewhere for a couple hours. Then I'd come out, I'd be ready to go home. And I follow the GPS here. I don't know how to go home. So I put in my how to get home address. And the GPS isn't telling me. And I'm in a parking lot. And I'm driving. I'm like, please tell me which way to go before I get to the edge of the parking lot. The satellites can't find me. It can't give me direction or wisdom or insight until I'm taking action and actually moving. But here's the cool thing. Once I'm moving, once I'm putting out to the universe some sort of energy, 
it'll immediately respond back and give me very precise instructions on what to do next. And in the case of the GPS analogy, if I take a wrong turn, immediately say, hey, Pat, heads up, redirecting. You made a wrong turn, but we're going to fix you. Just take this next right. We'll get you back on track. And life is no different. But where we mess up is we're worried about taking that wrong turn. And the act of worrying freezes us. So the car stuck in the parking lot and the universe is incapable of giving us any direction. So every day is just like the day before. We have the same worries, same concerns, but nothing new. No new knowledge to grow on because we're not doing it. Kind of make sense? Yeah, it's failing forward. Yeah, it totally makes sense. And you're right. I know for me personally, over the last uh, two years, I failed more than I want to admit. But now the way that you put it, I'm sort of proud of those failures. But it's true, though, is like you don't, until it stings, you don't learn your lesson. Until it burns, you don't grow. And a lot of the times is that makes a lot, I mean, it just, it makes a lot of sense because we are so worried about it. Like, it's more of like, and so let's take it to dating. Guys, you see some smoking hot chick and you're like, oh my God, I got to go out and say hi to her. I got to say hi to her. I got to say hi to her. Well, most of you won't. So guess what? You'll never fucking know. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. Same thing, right, Pat? Yeah, yeah. And, and the act of not doing is cementing the one thing. It's giving you exactly what you're afraid of in the, in the first place. No results, right? That's and, and bring it back to our real estate space. You know, it, a realtor's understanding, and I don't think anybody listening questions the power of video on social media, right? We don't have to sell that idea. Right. The, the question be, well, what if I show up and I make a mistake? Guess what? Nobody cares. You're kind of being a little arrogant thinking people care that much about you because they don't. This is the truth of it. Yeah. The only thing they care about is what you can do for them. Let's be honest. Right. And then you've got plenty of ramp up time. If you turn on a live video, you say hi and you freeze. Laugh it off. Smile. Turn it off. Do it again. No yep. big deal. If it, you know, but each one will give you a little more insight into doing it right the next time. And guess what? There's so much content out there, so many videos, so many live streams going on. Nobody's going to give one hoot about something that's not perfect. As a matter of fact, you may open the door for them. So like, wow, look what Mike did. That was kind of not so professional. I guess I do have an opportunity to get involved here, right? Yep. And we've got to kind of start taking that mindset into this stuff. The fear of failing or the fear of not getting the end result results in getting the result we're trying to avoid. It's paradoxical. Does that make sense? Did I explain it? 100%. Yeah. 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 100%. So what do you, you know, most people are like, well, how do I overcome overcome that? How do I overcome it? Yeah. Yeah. So it's good. So let's go through. We, we could even equate this, Mike, to any goal, any, you know, looking back now, a couple of weeks, any New Year's resolution, right? Mm-hmm. It, it starts with this, right? It starts let's do it with, with Let's do it with video. Okay. And, video. Walk, and, walk through it. and here's a, and one thing I want to add to is that, and I tell people this all the time, like, it's so funny what a little device can do. Like, you can make people buckle in the knees, literally. Like, they turn on the camera, like, oh, oh. And it's like, you guys, look, no one has to see the video if you don't want them to. Yeah. Like you don't have to press post. We don't have to edit it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, so right. don't be scared, like showing it and in the act of doing it because you could always not do it. Anyways, go mm-hmm. ahead. I, I just, um, something I see all the time. 
Well, go ahead. Let's go through it. So start with this, right? Any goal setting in this particular case, we use my goal is to get live on video, right? However you want to define it and get clear what that means, right? Because mm -hmm. clarity and outcome is, is, is a key component because then you can uh, knock down the step together. Remind me before we leave this call, Kind of, I'm, I'm going to give you a little process to, to cut to the front of the line and all this stuff, okay? But I'm going to give you some backbone stuff first, right? So first we decide right, what, what it is that we want to do. Next thing we have to identify is the meaning behind it. Let me explain that for a second, right? If you're, you and I are walking down the street, Mike, and uh, uh, we're just kind of chilling, and we see over there's a house on fire over here, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I go, oh, look at that house on fire. You're like, yeah, I'm like, Mike, I'll give you a hundred bucks to run into the kitchen and uh, grab a glass of water and come back out. You'd be like, no, that's moronic, right? I'm like, come on, dude. And house is completely engulfed in flames. I'm like, come on, I'll give you a thousand bucks, 10,000 bucks. You're like, no, that's just stupid. There's no, there's no price you can give me to get me to do that, right? Now, now picture the same scenario, but there's someone that matters to you in that kitchen that can't get out on their own. A child, niece, a nephew, a spouse, right? A brother that can't get out on their own. And the only way they're gonna get out is if you get in there now and save them. What was an insurmountable challenge, hurdle in our way just became irrelevant. You're going to do it no matter what. And the only thing we changed in that equation was the meaning behind it, the why. Hey. So as we set goals for ourselves, right? If we're, there's something we really, 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 really want to accomplish, it's really important that we understand why. You have to put a meaning to it. So when somebody comes into a gym, so I want to lose 30 pounds. 30 pounds doesn't mean squat. I want, Pat, I want to earn a million dollars this year. A million dollars doesn't mean squat. There's no meaning behind it. There's no emotion in it, right? It's emotion which drives our decisions, right? But when I get through this guy's shell and I knock, knock, you know, knock some holes in his ego and I finally get to the fact that uh, he doesn't think his wife is really, really into him anymore and he wants to re-inspire their relationship. Now I'm getting somewhere. Right. Like, all right, let's focus on that. But do know, you know, if it was you and my gentleman, Mike, do know this, man. I can get you that, brother. I can get you that back, exactly what you're asking for. But every time you ponder not showing up, no damn well, you're giving up on that. Has nothing to do with 30 pounds. You're giving up on you and your wife and getting that flame back. You see the difference? Yeah. We completely change the scenario. All the goal is, is a way to measure progress. Now, underneath this is behavior, right? Is who we are. Now, we've all heard in the past, uh, in order to have something we've never had, We've got to do something we've never done. Kind of makes sense, right? In order to do something we've never done, we've got to first become someone we've never been. Be, do, have, right? Heard that all our lives in some way, shape, or form. The challenge is when we set a goal, that's the have. And therefore, we focus on the have. We put all our energies. We may even create a cute little vision board that's got the have on it, right? But the challenge is we never asked ourselves, who do I have to become in order to do what I have to do in order to have what I have to have, what I want to have? And our focus has got to be on the becoming, not on the having. The having is a way to measure the change along the way. And you go back to, you know, working on a fitness, you may, you have to become the person who shows up 
You've got to become the person who's consistent, who's committed, who's disciplined. We're all, and these are all you know, human behavioral traits, right? That's where our focus has got to be, not on the losing 30 pounds. That just measures our progress. Become the guy who, or, or gal who shows up on camera, who overcomes their fear, which means courageous, right? Yeah. Who do I have to become? I've got, I've got to be a courageous person. I've got a person, I've got to become a person committed, does what he says and says what he does, right? Yeah. Discipline. I've got to do what I, I have to do what I have to do when I have to do it, even though I don't want to. And we each, we each know our weaknesses, right? We have to identify these behavioral pieces and those are where our focus is on a daily basis. That start to make sense? Yeah, totally does. So it's like in our space, we all want to sell more houses, but no one, and then that's honestly what I see. What do you, people will come to sign up with us? Be like, hey, I want to get on video because I want to sell more houses. But I'm actually, and actually, I guess I do that when I, I when I go deep and I figure out their when I'm doing someone's brand, I'm going right after their why. But a lot of people don't look at it that way. I could see that. I could see people not like knowing what their why is, and that's an interesting point. Is like, and it makes sense. I know my why. Like, I fucking moved across the country for it. Mm-hmm. Gone through life and so many crazy shit in the last two years. I can't even, I read a book on it one day, but I knew what my why was and it never stopped me. You're like, how the fuck did you do that? How'd you go through this? How'd you do that? How'd you do that? Dude, I, cause I, I just have a picture of my kids. I keep it in the car and that's all I think about when I go on there. So, but how do you, I, I train myself to do that, but how does like, I'm in a different situation. Than a lot of people, how do you like some, and how, how does someone like get in that habit? Like, you know what I mean? Like, how do you get in the habit of, living that out and then being consistent at that because there's a lot of other ways like you could you're gonna get distracted distraction Jess. so let's let's take uh, take this at a few different levels here right and mind you you know when, when people say you know pat I, I one of my problems is distractions right let's change even the language on that pat one of my problems is i choose to get distracted when we're routinely distracted as a habit it's because we run from things that we know either are uncomfortable doing or that we're trying to hide from without exception, all right? So let's start with this, right? If I asked you, hey, Mike, do you think the way you feel affects the way you think? You'd say? Yeah. Of course it does, right? Yeah. Do, you, do you also believe that the way you think affects your decision-making? Yes. Of course it does. You think your decision-making affects your action-taking on a daily basis. Yes. And your action-taking, the results you get, the way you experience life. So you've connected a a, a direct bridge between the way you feel and the results you get each day. Agreed? Yep. Yep. Good. That's our emotional side of us. Habits are nothing more than stored emotions in memory. That's all it is. And you can look at anyone. Say that one more time for everybody. Habits are nothing more than stored emotions in memory. That's all they are. And if you want to change your life, you have to change your habits. You can't change what it is you want. You have to change what the the foundation of your decision-making every single day. 95%, see, we're getting to the underneath now. 95% of the decisions we make every single day are already made in the subconscious level. They're made out of habit. We are absolutely creatures of habit. And then we say, oh, but I want to do this thing different. 
Then we only use that 5% of our critical thinking to get there. Well, that's why we can't change. Even though we know it's good for us, we know what to do, we want it, and we still can't change. Because, again, the focus is on the wrong part. You ask the question, you know, how do we actually change this? So we have to get to this underlying piece here. I want to relay this to my mindset because uh, you're right. Um, this week, and uh, let me explain. So I'm yeah. getting back in the gym, right? I want to. I, I, I honestly haven't been able to make time to go work out consistently because I where I work and pick up the kids, and it's just every excuse in the book. But literally, I do have like just some obstacles I have to overcome <laughs> to to do it. But my and mindset was we all, we all this. do. We call it life, right? We all do, yeah. no doubt. Here, here's my mindset though, because if I look at it, I'll say why I want to get healthy again. And to me, it was to lose ten pounds. But that was that's as far as I went. I didn't go and figure out why there is. I won't share why there is on podcast, but there is another why there. And if I think if I focus it on that, I would be motivated to go in because I haven't been motivated to go in. Yeah, I'm doing it more because it's convenient and I'm more uh, focused, but I haven't made it a priority. And that's what was missing. Did that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. I, I no, figured no, no. out, I went to short-sighted. I didn't figure out the real reason why I was doing it. It was a short-sighted reason. I was figuring on the benefit, the immediate benefit, or, or, what, or what I thought would be what I wanted, but it was really have. something else. Yeah. And if we can shift our mind to appreciate that the have is just a way to measure progress, and what we're actually measuring is the degree by which we're changing the habits to accommodate what it is we want to have. Like that's, that's how this stuff works, you know? Mm-hmm. So to take your example, I'll use another guy that could be just like you, has young kids, and his why is that he, he, he doesn't want his kids to see him as a lazy, fat dad. They want to see him as a, you know, they, he wants to be an inspiration to his kids, right? So the language we change in his head, right, is to appreciate that, no, it's not the 30 pounds or 20 pounds, whatever. It's about being... It's being the guy you want your your sons to be through example and knowing that every time you wake up and you hit that alarm at 5 a.m. and the um, the habit of the voice comes up in your brain from past habit of why you're not ready, you can't find your clothes, a car, the you're going to throw off your day, you didn't sleep well, all this kind of bull crap comes in our mind, right? You to remind yourself by passing on it today, we are now more likely to pass on it tomorrow. Because what we do today is usually just reflected tomorrow, magnified. And in doing so, each time we're giving up on our son. And when you create that connection, now it's not about you. It's bigger than you, right? So it, it, it takes it away from being, I'm doing it for me because we can't always do things for ourselves. Sometimes Maybe that's fun. it. Maybe it's, uh, is it identifying who you're doing it for? It's, make, it's making it bigger than just you, Right. Yeah. Taking it outside because you know what, Mike? Have Have you ever made a promise to yourself, a commitment to yourself, and not not upheld it? I have, but not many. Okay, so I'll be honest. With you, most people have done many. Yeah. Every time we set a goal or New Year's uh, resolution or anything, and some of them are happen so often, we don't even pay attention to them. But the point is, we become so um, immune to letting ourselves down that we don't take any responsibility or credibility towards it. Right. So making a commitment for ourselves, sometimes we don't even internalize it as, as um, a real commitment. So the likeliness of it happening is virtually none. But when we start associating it to something bigger, such as your kids, 
says, yeah, you know, and here's the, here's the thing about our kids. We're the most insightful, brilliant little human beings. I don't care how old they are. Yes, they'll, 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 you know, see what we do, right? They'll generally forget what we say, pay attention if, to what we do, but they'll remember for life how we make them feel. So I meant to and my intentions and all that stuff are not worth shit to our children. The only thing that matters is how we make them feel in our interactions, right? And watch daddy go to the gym or I ain't meant to go to the gym or I'm going to eat healthier or I'm going to you know, better our family by through my own habits. None of that matters until it's done and brought back to them through an emotion. Does that make sense? Yeah. Let me ask you this. How long is an, is there, is there an answer for this? I don't even know if there is. How long does it take for something to become habit? How much practice do you have to go for it to be habit? You have to do this for two months. You have to do it for a week. You have to do it for three weeks. Have you seen correlations? Because you're right. It's uh, my in-laws just left, right? They're in town for three and a half weeks. And it was during this time that I'm like, all right, I'm going to go work out because they can pick up the kids and I have the time now. So I have an extra two hours where I don't have to pick up the kids. I actually go to the gym. And I did. But when you start working out again, it's hard to get back into the habit of it. You know what I mean? And then, but it starts to get easier. And because I was sporadic, it wasn't in the habit. But I know for me, if I was working out for two weeks straight, five days a week, four days a week, I, by then I'm, I'm back in. I'm back in the saddle. Because mm-hmm. um, I've gone through this before and I, I know myself. So is there a rule? Is there like a, how does something become habit? I know it's repetition, 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 but do you see anything right. different? So let's understand what a habit is, right? As I, as I mentioned earlier, it's an emotion uh, memorialized in a memory, right? Uh, the greater the emotion, the greater the memory, right? That's why that's why you use a classic event like 9-11, right? Most people remember that. They remember where they were and who they were with, right? That's true, yeah. Because there was such an emotional impact in the moment. So specifically to answer your question, have you ever heard of somebody um, who's obese, overweight, shitty, life habits, and then they have a heart attack, and then the very next day coming out of recovery, their life changes. They now work out, they now eat properly, they stop drinking, they gave up smoking, right? For that person, that stuff changed in an extremely small period of time. And it's because of the elevated emotion that was in it. They may have died on the operating table, came back to life, and had such an elevated emotional impact on them, change them. We typically change through a, a great event in our lives, right? Um, desperation or through extreme inspiration. And unfortunately, rarely do we get that level of inspiration to create that type of immediate change. But there's enough, you know, crappiness that, yeah, desperation will, will do it. So that I'm just giving context to to what I'm getting at here, right? To the degree that our emotions are elevated in the activity will speed up the, the pace by which we can we can memorize, memorialize it as a new habit. Now, mind you, there's four levels of learning that you have to go through, right? The first, the, the unconscious incompetence, where you're unaware of what you don't know, right? Mm-hmm. Like when my daughter learned how to drive a uh, stick shift car, first thing I did, I put her in it, I have the other seat. I just told her to start the car. She started the car and it lurched forward, scared the crap out of her. Because I knew it would because she didn't press in the clutch and it was in gear. She immediately went from unconscious incompetence to a conscious incompetence. She immediately became aware of what she didn't know, right? And quickly, right, through practice, through practice, through practice, repetition, practice, practice, repetition, we finally got to a point where she was consciously competent, where she could 
pull up to the stop sign with enough thought, focus, concentration, critical thinking, where she, she could pull this off and not stall the car. Very next stop sign, she's thinking she knows how to drive. I engage her with a question that required thought. I said, Sammy, when do you graduate next month? And she wasn't graduating next month, so I knew it would it'd confuse her mind. Mm-hmm. She stalls the car because it quickly shown that her body didn't know without the assistance of the mind. You'll see where I'm going with this, yep. time, right? Finally, a couple more weeks, we get to a spot where even with me engaging her and, and taking taking control of that 5% of critical thinking, she pulls over the stop sign, clutch went in, gas pedal went off, brake pedal depressed, and boom, no problem. Now, the body knew better than the mind how to do it. Didn't need the mind anymore to, to pull that off. That's when it's become habit, okay? Yep. Yeah. Makes now, you, you want to speed that up, man? Elevate the emotional engagement. Step one, be present as hell, right? Engage in every aspect of what it is you're doing. Um, celebrate every piece of it. That creates an elevated emotion. Embrace what doesn't work. Feel it. Good or bad. Both emotions are memorialized, Right. But do not just sail through it to get it done with your mind off at work, trying to get this done as fast as you can to get the next success. Have you ever like, have you ever driven somewhere? You're following your GPS, you're talking on the phone, you're communicating with the person in the, in, in the seat there. You get to where you're going, you do whatever you're doing, you go to leave. You have no fucking idea where you are because you didn't pay attention. You drove, you, you visually saw, but it was really processed. It was out of habit that you were able to keep the car on the road, right? Mm-hmm. That's a different, you, you don't remember anything. You've made zero progress. If that was something, you, if you're trying to like, remember that, that path, you've made zero progress because you were so not present in the moment. Yeah, See the difference sure. there? Yep, totally. So a, a trick to advancing habits are to start to really, 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 really aware of what's going on and then to being super present. And it, the simplest definition, everybody's like, well, what's presence, right? It's when your head and your feet are in the same place at the same time, which we're trained otherwise these days. We have made habits out of completely the opposite, right? Oh, I can multitask. I'm an entrepreneur. Well, fantastic. That means something is running on autopilot and getting discarded, like you driving down the road. It's not really multitasking because only one of those can garnish your attention. And that's the truth of it, right? Hmm. We think we can multitask. All that means is that we've established enough habit over here so that I can walk down the stairs while I'm drinking coffee and talking on the phone. You're doing those three critical, really, really complicated things. Only one of them you're thinking about, how you're responding to the person on the phone. I want to relay that to uh, video production and like the quality of somebody's like performance on video. I did it yesterday. So yesterday I was shooting a rap video. I remixed uh, Vanilla Ice and um, it was getting a little bit late. You know, it was like 4.35. I wanted to go home. I was tired. We already shot the other part, which is ain't none but a dude thing. And then we also shot some, uh, just a bunch of different rap stuff. So anyways, I was getting tired. And I, I almost like said, let's go. I'm like, let's just do this tomorrow because I didn't have the energy. But you're, you're right. Uh, when I got, when we actually shot the scene, I just turned up my energy. I sucked it in. And I had to like, you know, cause we were rapping. I had to like make a music video. I didn't want to, but it's true because I see that when people do the video just to check a box, they're just trying to go through the motions and say they did it. So they'll record it, but you could tell they're not all present. Their mind's somewhere else. 
they're thinking about somewhere else. And what that does is it affects their delivery a hundred percent. So they're more like, and look, look at the difference. What's up guys. Welcome to another episode of the real estate marketing podcast or what's up guys. Welcome to another episode of the real estate marketing Dude podcast. Yeah. That's yeah. like me being distracted. Someone talking to my ear while I'm saying, welcome to the show. Right. That makes a lot of sense. I love it. Very cool. Pat, um, Pat, you wanted to give us this uh, process front of the line. Yeah. So they, yeah. They call this cutting the line, right? Your first video is what you want to get done as an example, right? That that's been your big thing that's been in your way, right? There's a really neat little process to just get it done. It goes like this, right? Identify the goal. First video. Maybe put some parameters around that is. I want to do a video that's five to ten minutes long, and this is my purpose of the video, whatever your outcome is. No big deal, right? Now, in a complete, unfiltered, objective way, you write down in chronological order everything you know that needs to happen in order for that to happen. Okay? And in there, you'd put things like, I need a mic, I need a camera, or I'm going to do it on my cell phone, I need a topic, I need to set a date for it, whatever. You write them all down, chronological order, everything you can possibly come up with that needs to get done in order to do that video, right? Mm -hmm. Then, in a very objective way, you go back through that list and you cross off everything, Mike, that's not mission critical, okay? Everything that's not apps, do you really need not to edit video to do your first video? Probably not, right? You could probably just live stream and let it roll. Do you really have to know your uh, hashtags you're going to put to it or any of that stuff? Probably not, right? Do you really have to write this thing out, script it out? Does it really have to be 10 minutes long of content? And start crossing all these things back out. You're going to be left with a shortened list. Then you go to the very end of the list, which is the shooting of the video, and you work your way backwards, reading off each one, and you stop at the very first one that you can do now. And you then start from that point. And you will find, generally speaking, three or four steps away, man, of things that you can do right now and get that goal done. That's not to say, you shouldn't go back and fill in some of those things, right? Of course you should. You said they're important to begin with. They wouldn't have been on there, right? Sure. But this gets the first one. This means your car is rolling down a road, and the GPS can now give you insight, feedback as to what to do next, which will then better that list. You see the process there? Yeah. It's an amazing way to cut the line and cut through all of the mental garbage that we have going inside that's stopping us from doing it. It's all it is. Kinda it's always cool. in your head. Um, yeah. Pat, I appreciate that. And folks, I mean, like, honestly, Pat, thank you for helping sell some more of our video services because now you guys ain't got no excuse to not call us up and get on video. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it is, it's in your head. And folks, I don't care if you're going to get on video with me or I don't care what your plans are for the year. But what I do care about is that you take action um, and you just do it because that's what it counts. Pat, actually, the first time I did videos around the time I met you and who filmed it was Brian O'Day. And uh, if you remember Brian. Brian, oh yeah. yeah. I, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. He goes, he goes, get in front of this like 2009. He goes, get in front of the green screen and just say this. And I was like, oh. and uh, that first video actually ended up filling a room of 120 people in Phoenix, Arizona for first event. 
But I was scared shitless to do the video. I remember that. That's funny you say it. And folks, you just got to get out the saddle. Like, like rub some dirt on it. Get dirty. Get down and dirty. And yeah, um, another thing I, I always like saying is what Jesse Itzler always says is uh, you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And until you are, you're not really actually growing and progressing. So appreciate your insight on that. Pat, uh, go ahead and uh, take the floor. Let our listeners know how to uh, reach you. And folks, if you guys need some help getting kicked off, kicked in the ass, call my boy here. He's consulted me on several things in my past, and this is what he does. Like, if you're stuck and you don't know what the hell you do, and you need someone to kick your in the ass, I mean, call this dude up. Yeah, you know, we have some. We, we do some amazing programs, Mike, that are exclusively focused on creating immediate behavioral change, even down to where you know, we in business, we always talk about you know KPIs and tracking indicators and things like that. Um, our program is set up to track personal KPIs, behavioral based KPIs. And the, the way we bring an awareness to it on a daily basis, um, which triggers the emotional side, kind of shorts, it shortens that. With people, you know, typically think it's a 60-day window of consistent effort to create a habit. Yep. We condense that. Again, we cut the frontal line of that stuff because, quite honestly, today, I don't have 60 days to change something, you know? Right. If it's time, it's time. It's got to happen now. Super cool. But anybody who wants to find me, you just simply go to my website. It's Patrick Precourt. And uh, that's just my last name. So P is in Peter, R-E-C-O-U-R-T dot com, PatrickPreCourt.com. And I got a really cool ebook, Mike, that it's, it's our most ever downloaded ebook called Live Big. Just got some really cool life standards um, that, that I've chosen to live by. And, and it, 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 it's the same ones. We do a lot of work with youth kids, you know, um, anywhere from that eight, eight years old to about, you know, 20 years old, Mark. Um, the same ones that I kind of guide them with. It's pretty cool stuff, you know? Cool. Some yeah, that was, that was very helpful. Um, and I hope you guys got a lot out of that, especially coming after the new year when so many of you guys are like amped up and ready to go. And then, you know, February comes and then you're still in the same spot. Take action, folks. Take action. So, folks, thank you for listening to our episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude Podcast. You guys know how to find us. Follow us on Instagram, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and follow us on Facebook, therealestatemarketingdude.com. And if you guys want to go visit our site, take all the free training. Go ahead and join Brand U University. It is a five-webinar series, and it's free. And if you basically are stuck with what to do or say on video, go ahead and go to the front page of my website. Click the link and download it now and I'll give you all my scripts. So now I'm even going to tell you what to do when you get on video. I'll tell you what to say and how to say it and even craft a scene. So there's no excuses, folks. Just download it. Thanks for listening, folks. We appreciate each and every one of you. Happy 2020. Let's do this. Peace. Today's episode may be over, but we have plenty more to keep you busy. To get your complete blueprint for building out a real marketing plan for your real estate business, head over to realestatemarketingdude.com and see if you have what it takes to really become more than just a typical agent. Are you the next real estate marketing dude? Find out here next time on Real Estate Marketing Dude.